most definitely you know where you are. Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. Back in the studio with Dr. Michael McCarthy. CEO of the Sinal Specialist Family Hospital. Consultant, obstetrician and gynecologist. We've been looking at uterine uh, fibroids causes, symptoms and treatment. Started last week. If you just joined us, you're most welcome. Covered a lot of ground. I think we learned that they're benign. They're not cancerous. Growths within the uterus. We'll do a little recap and then try and focus today on treatment and management. Your questions and your concerns and experiences. Welcome. What's up? 055-11-11-997. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. Doc, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Naughty. Good afternoon, listeners. Yeah, great, great, great to have you. Charlie, today you're knocking a tie, Charlie. Yes, I want to look good. Oh, your mic, a bit. can we adjust Doc's mic a bit? Yeah, better? Yeah, hello. Yeah, yeah, sharp, sharp, Can sharp, you sharp. hear? Yeah, yeah. Charlie, this tie, way back, this was, this, what, was it what we call Paisley? <laughs> Whoa, Charlie. I no, want to look good today. You always look good, right? <laughs> When I have you, then I have to think about what I'm going to wear and, you know, but it balances. All right. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank Th- you for the compliment. Thanks for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me and my listeners. And uh, we're going back to basis on fibroids. Uterine okay. fibroids. That's yep. right. Okay. We did our 101 last week, right? Uh, these are growths in the uterus, which only women have, right? And uh, they come up because of a various number of factors let me not call them reasons factors right we talked yes, about factors. a few symptoms and so on can we just recap 101 just if you were asked what are fibroids yes yes so so uh, as i said at 20 second recap mm-hmm. you try and fibroids okay in the uterus of the woman or the okay. womb as people would say and okay. they originate from the cells of the uterus okay um there are some people who are at higher risk um women of african descent uh, women as they grow older, women who have a family history or um, siblings or, 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 or aunties or mothers who have um, uterine fibroids. There are some factors that could uh, predispose one to increase fibroids, increasing in weight, the type of diet that one is eating and okay. so on. And they can give various symptoms. Most of them have to do with the uh, menstrual cycle mm-hmm. and, and with, with pregnancy-related issues mm-hmm. like increased menstruation, irregular menstruation, painful menstruation, okay. excessive menstruation, and mm-hmm. so on. They may have some impact on fertility mm-hmm. and so on. And they can actually, the symptoms can actually be that severe as to impact the life of the woman, okay. uh, social life, sexual life, um, vocational life, mm-hmm. and, and so on, make it very uncomfortable, cause severe anemia, and so on. Okay. Um, but there is hope because mm-hmm. there is treatment, there is thoughts about management and prevention. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are going to go in today. Okie dokie. Now, these were growths we established last week that they are not normal, though they are common. They are not normal, right? Exactly. They are common, right? And therefore, we should know about them. Women should know about them. We looked at their prevalence and we said, well, quite a high number of women in their reproductive uh, life cycle will or may experience fibroids. But one of the things I want to bring back is that uh, you said that if they're not causing any problem, any symptoms of significance, you tend not to worry about them and you might tell the woman to leave them alone. I think um, that's an important statement and, and we want to refine that a bit and okay. say that the management of the fiber should be individualized okay. to the person because everybody has different circumstances and different things going on. And, okay. and, and so we want to look at the woman mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and her, her environment okay. plus what is going on with these fibroids right. and then tailor the treatment to that. And you are right. Some mm-hmm. people, in fact, most people will not have fibroids that are giving problems. Okay. And so could probably even just be left alone for a while. Right. Okay. 
Right. Okay, so if you've been, you know, told by a doctor nothing to worry about and you're listening to Michael and I, we are not reinventing the wheel, but we'll speak to specifics. No woman is the same as another woman. No fibroid is the same. That's right. An assessment must be done. And, Doc, can we hit on this? So all of these concerns and their determination or assessment, do they need to be done by a gynecologist? Well, there, there are different levels. Okay. And the first level is the woman herself. Mm -hmm. um, she needs to understand what's going on with her mm -hmm. and be able to um, give us what we call a history or a, a talk up of what is going on with her. So right. she needs to study herself, her mm -hmm. cycle, how her bleeding is like, um, be able to give us this, how her pain is like okay. and so on. And, and that will give an idea. And also, how is it really affecting her? Okay. You know, some people may have more symptoms that are not really affecting them and okay. others less. And and so and that's the first point. And the second point is the health workers. It does not have to be a gynecologist. Okay. At a point, a gynecologist will come in. Um, but, but different things can be assessed by other health workers as right. well. Okay. Looking at the symptoms and maybe referring as the symptoms get more severe and okay. require some um more intensive intervention, okay. and then they can be referred to the higher level. Okay, so you know already that you're on the higher level because I've got the gynecologist here in the studio, right? But we're, 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 we're giving the general universal overview, okay? Your specific concern or presentation will be unique to you. All right, and then there was some part about hormones, right? Stimulating the growth of uh, fibroids and the fact that as you transition from your reproductive phase, the likelihood of these, uh, should I say, starting or continuing to grow decreases. We, that, yes, yeah? yes, yes. So, so, so there's, there's the issue basically of, of, of hormones and time. Okay. So as um, these, these fibers usually start to um, manifest um, during the reproductive lifetime of okay. the woman. So mm -hmm. it's not likely to find them in someone who has not started her menstrual cycles yet. Okay. But they will start later on, um, 18, 19, 20, early 20s. Mm -hmm. And then they will start to peak as time goes on, 30, 35, because the fibers take time to grow. Okay. Some grow much faster than others. And there are some that are more slow growing. But generally, the exposure to the hormones goes with time. And so a number of years, and this growth is in measured, let's say in years, let me say, not okay. in weeks or months, right. but in, in years. And so it takes a number of years for these fibers to grow. And that is why the incidence is much higher in women who are like in mid-30s as compared to those who are in mid-20s. Okay. And then again, and the hormones come into play when... Um, you are going through menopause and after menopause because then the hormones are not many. Mm -hmm. uh, the the, the ho hormone level is not a lot. And so the fibers will then tend to stop growing and they will also start reducing in size, uh, maybe even up to 50%. Okay. Yes. Right. That's where some of you say, well, I've been told they will shrink exactly. by themselves. And uh, exactly. they, you need to understand what that really and practically or clinically means. Okay, so if you have any questions, we're on WhatsApp 055 We're live on Facebook and YouTube with Dr. Michael McCarthy of the Sinal Specialist Family Hospital. We're talking about fibroids. We've done a lot of the work already, but you know we're tidying up in the kitchen and then we'll start cooking again. All right, <laughs> so um, we've understood that. Uh, we understood various placements or possible locations and types of fibroids. And these different types and these different locations had different clinical, uh, should I say? Pictures or pictures. impacts, yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, do we need to go over that or should we move forward? I think we should move on okay. um, Let's because move on. of time. But okay. yes, that's very true. Right. So, once you've been diagnosed, a few other things will be done. And then there must be some discussion, planning and implementation of management and treatment. Yes. Okay. Can you walk us through? Yes. Yes. That? So, so um, investigation is very important. So let's let's say a woman comes with excessive menstrual bleeding. Okay. Um, we don't know what's going on. So one would have to take the history, as I said, and then the physical examination is okay. very important. Right. Mm -hmm. Examining the entire person, 
um, to see what's going on. Is there anemia? Is there weight loss? Um, how is the abdomen like? Is there a large mass in the abdomen? What's the size of the uterus? You know, and, and, and the history will talk about how much bleeding are you really having? And, and we usually do that by measuring and uh, asking, so how often do you change your, your, your pad right. uh, during menses? And that can give you an idea. And uh, the average is about um, two to three changes a day and one change at night. So that means you're using about two to four pads during the day and maybe one to two at night. Okay. And if you are doing more than that, maybe you're losing too much. If you're changing every one to two hours, then that is really too much. Right. Um, and, and the thing is that the increase occurs slowly. And so most people will not tell you they're uncomfortable. But, but when they tell you the number that they use, you realize that uh, things are uh, becoming in excess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have investigations like an ultrasound scan, laboratory investigations to, to, to do blood tests and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ultrasound scan is a very important one which can actually look at the uterus and see where the fibers are located, how big they are, okay. um, um, how many they are, and so on, and differentiate um, this uterine fibroid issue from other things like adenomyosis or ovarian masses or ovarian cysts mm-hmm. or, or other things that could be happening uh, right. in the body. And so that will kind of give us a much clearer understanding of what is going on and help us to make a diagnosis that, yes, this is uterine fibroids. There are other things that can be done like MRI scans, CT scans, hysteroscopy or laparoscopy to go and see what is really going on. But the mainstay really is the history, physical examination, and the ultrasound scan. Okay, dokey. Right. So let's say we've gone through this investigative phase. Yes. Uh, determining, isolating what really the picture is, what's going on. Is it a fibroid? Where is it? How big is it? And so on and so forth. What kind of uh, disturbance is it ca- causing, right? You've done all that. In the planning of management or treatment, many women talk typically only of surgery, which seems to be their dread. Right, that's what they're afraid of. But you, 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 you educated us last week that there's a whole range of things that can be done exactly before even a surgical intervention. So let's talk about those whole range of not not necessarily that one comes before the other, but the focus or the dread is with surgical intervention. But what are the other things that you'll be thinking of doing? And then, of course, what are your considerations? Last week. You mentioned that you'd be interested in knowing whether the woman plans to have more children, where she's had children exactly. or not, and so on. That's right. What are the considerations? Well, um, so so before one could can can talk about the management okay. um, of the, the the woman, we need to understand what the goal of the woman is. Okay. Um, she may just be interested in. Um, addressing the excessive bleeding okay. or addressing the uh, pain mm-hmm. uh, that may be coming. Or she may be coming because she wants to get pregnant and she um, has been told she has fibroids and she's assuming that the uterine fibroids are the cause of the fertility issues. Okay. Or maybe she's had some miscarriages and, and it was noted that there were fibroids as well. And mm-hmm. so she thinks that, okay, that's, that's what I need to do. Or maybe someone has just told her that she has fibroids and okay. she hasn't got any problems, but she's been told she has fibroids. Right. And so something must be done. Um, and, and, and so we need to understand where she's coming from okay. because, um, the interventions would have to solve the problems that um, need to be addressed, right. okay. you see. So um, that conversation has to be had in the investigations done so that we can see where we stand. Okay. And then um, tailor the treatment to what, the, what will benefit the patient the okay. most. Right. Um, for example, some people would come in and say, I want surgery for my fibroids. And then you go in and then you find that there's a one centimeter fibroid sitting somewhere on the outer aspect of the... Minding the, the its own business. Not even <laughs> causing any symptom, but maybe she did right. an ultrasound scan for maybe a health screen or something. Okay. And, and found that and she's worried. Um, and so if if one would want to do surgery for that, that would probably be an overkill. Right. And maybe may more more disadvantageous than advantageous. Right. And and so you'd want to say, well, this may not require surgery. Let's use another method. Let's just monitor this fibroid every year. Okay. 
and see is it growing is it giving you symptoms is it giving you problems you know uh, things like that or or she's coming for fertility issues and the the fibers may not really be um the cause may be much smaller less in number okay. location not affecting fertility it could be wise at that point still to wait um, rather than to go in for a definitive treatment. Okie dokie. You're hearing this from Dr. Michael McCarthy. I'm seeing somebody in Dunsuman saying, can I get his number? I'm sure we can share the number for Sinal Specialist uh, Family Hospital in Tema. I'm the only one who has his number. Don't go there. All right, but uh, no, it's not that difficult to identify. He's at Sinal Specialist Hospital Community 6, Tema, right? Right. Please, can I get his number? That's from Ejaponma in Dansoman. We'll see what we can do about that. Um, this one says, hi, Norte. Ask the doctor, I, last, I saw my last flow in May whilst I was away on a business trip. I've been back since, but I can't see my flow since the last one. And yet I get all the symptoms prior to that. Uh, PT is negative two. All right. We are swaying again towards menstrual cycle uh doc and i know this uh familiar trend not a good afternoon there's a lot of misconception about this fibroid thing my problem is the herbal doctors and centers who claim to be treating fibroid as a sonographer i find it very difficult to work with the, these help herbal centers because they expect you to do things you don't want to do how is the system working in ghana to stop all these issues senor in adenta so, uh, sonographer, uh, he's into the imaging, ultrasound, and all that, I guess. Yeah. Yes, a sonographer does ultrasound scans yeah. and, and is one of the people who are capable of diagnosing fibroids via ultrasound scan, exactly. identifying them on scan. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to know what he means by... Things that he doesn't want to do. Things the centers expect them to do that they don't want to do. It would right. be nice for him to send us a message on right. that. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything, anything uh, in terms of the professional medical fraternity uh, addressing some of these what he calls misconceptions? He means they are telling people wrong things about fibroids and so on and so forth. And, no, and they are sending the people for imaging, and then there's some dialogue which is confusing. That's what I. Anyway, Senyo, send it, send send us a, a follow up so that we can address your issue properly. Uh, the other one says uh, the lady who last saw her flow in May on a bis- business trip, she's back and uh, she says PT is negative too. It, it yeah, I mean from May, May to August is, is about three months. Mm-hmm. So 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 that requires some investigation uh, to find out why the period is not back. So she definitely needs some more investigations to okay. see what is really happening okay. with her. Yeah. Further and better particulars we need from you, Ekuba, right? Uh, hi, Norte. Does having rheumatoid arthritis make you prone to having fibroids? I've had one myomectomy five years ago already, and the fibroids are back from Ajo. Last week, we talked about the possible recurrence of fibroids after an intervention. Yeah, yeah, and, and the five years is the, is the, is the average time within which they would they'll, they'll come back. Oh. They'll grow back, yes. So... I'm not surprised that five years on, uh-huh. um, she has fibroids again. Because okay. new fibroids keep growing. Whether you remove the fibroids or, or not, not okay. new ones keep growing. So even if you don't remove them, you just have uh, many more growing at a time. Okay. And so appropriate treatment must be done. Um, and that's why the goal of treatment should should be should be looked at very carefully okay. because we know they will come back. Okay. Um, they, no, not that they, not that they come back, but new ones would grow. Okay. Um, and and that could then cause a new problem. Right. So the woman needs to be helped to understand this. Yes. Right. And also, she I heard you say quite distinctly that you listen to her and her viewpoint, her perceptions, and what she's looking. To achieve. Uh, to achieve. Yes. Right. Why she's presenting, what she's looking for, and then that is taken into consideration in the planning of the intervention. Yes. So, for example, not we know that the, the, the new ones will grow, but, okay. but it's not for everyone. Okay. I've had quite a number of patients, you remove the fibroids and they don't, they don't uh, get any new fibroids over time. Okay. But we digress. Um, assuming you, you treat a woman, she's coming with uterine fibroids, she has fertility challenges and she desires to get pregnant. Okay. And you remove those fibroids. The next point is that 
we must achieve a pregnancy. Okay. So we don't want to wait for five years mm -hmm. and then say, okay, we've been trying for five years, it's not come. No, you need to go up the fertility ladder very quickly. Right. Natural means, uh, medication, intrauterine insemination, um, IVF, and other things very quickly rather than very slowly. Okay. And I think sometimes um, the couples miss this. And so they assume, okay, we've moved our fibers, so we've solved the fertility problem. But there may be other issues right. that are going on with the fertility issue. And if you don't solve them at the same time, mm -hmm. you wait for a few years and new fibers start growing and you're back to this, this, the first problem okay. in the worst way. Wow. So, so, so that's why that management plan is very important. Okay. So if we're doing it for fertility, then we're also helping to make sure that pregnancy is achieved within that shorter time rather than longer time. Okay, great stuff. 28 minutes past year of 2 on Joy 99.7 FM. The program, as always on a Sunday afternoon, is Ultimate Health, your ultimate guide to healthy living. With me, Norte by Nature, we're speaking to Dr. Michael McCarthy. He, you know, the way he explains it, already you know you should be talking to the right person because yes this is the plan this is where we are going we've done uh level 100 of the plan and then you disengage with your uh doctor and then you think everything else will follow in that plan he's saying no there must be conscious deliberate management of the steps to attain the goal of the plan if it is to get pregnant, certain things need to be going on and need to be uh, monitored and managed, okay? Apart from the fibroid being uh, managed or removed or whatever. So bear that in mind. We're live on Facebook and uh, YouTube. WhatsApp is 055-111-997. It's about half past the hour. So I will activate phone line 030-221-6541. You can ask the questions yourself. I know there's always this temptation, this whole tsunami, which threatens to move us into menstrual cycle. But we'll try and stick on the management of fibroids. Okay? So, yeah, we've talked about or we've read most of the yeah we don't have any oh we have new ones okay this one says thanks naughty no we didn't connect the rheumatoid arthritis and vulnerability to fibroids from ajo yes ajo also asked that i i i don't know of any link between rheumatoid arthritis and and, and uterine fibroids okay. um no all right if doctor doesn't know me i don't know all right <laughs> but you can send your 055 11 good afternoon naughty how are you and dr michael we're fine i can answer for him huh? he always looks fine please last week doctor told us that when the person is on of a younger age fibroids grow big but when they enter menopause then the fibroid reduces or shrinks my question now is that why the fight why does the fibroid shrink during menopause rather than instead of the age the, of the woman, right, from Hayford in Bato. So we explained the, uh, should I say, uh, decline in the prominence and activity of the hormones. But, Doc, Hayford wants to know, he says you said something suggesting that with, when you're younger and probably in that reproductive phase where the hormones are doing their business, then... There's activity of the fibroids, but then this slows down when you're postmenopausal. Yes, so I think he is expecting that the fibroids should be growing as uh, age also increases. Right. Uh -huh. um, but then the factor here is that the, the, the fibroids will only increase if there are um, um, significant quantities of the hormones, okay. estrogen, progesterone, right. which which we know reduce during menopause. Mm -hmm. So, hey, for... Um, after after the fertility time is passed and after menopause, those hormones reduce and so the fibers will also reduce in okay, size. Right. Oh yeah, in Afienya, today you are late. It means you are eating something without inviting us. But you're most welcome to Ultimate Health. Uh, this one says, okay, that's from Ajo. She says, thank you. You're most welcome. welcome. Right. Uh, any more questions? 055 1111 live on Facebook and YouTube. The phone line is active 030-221-6541. We're talking about fibroids. Okay, so we've gotten a certain understanding. It's not as if the, the, the doctor is trigger happy and wants to go snipping and clipping and chopping, but he considers a whole range of things. Okay, so doc, what else do we need to know in this? I like something you said. As soon as you do this, if you have fertility and conception in mind, 
you must climb up the ladder with regards to uh, fertility and the possible options for assisted reproductive uh, techniques and also the other things, you know, in a whole range. So you don't just sit there and say, okay, uh, it's been done now. Uh, Jesus, take the wheel, right? Jesus has asked Michael McCarthy and people <laughs> like him with the requisite professional qualification to look at a range of options, right? And I think that's a significant uh, point you made there. Don't just wait. Uh, these things have a tendency to uh, uh, spring new growths. So if you wait, then we say, oh, there's another thing and so on and so forth. We should be busy. Yes, exactly. I mean, um, the, the, the range of options are there. Yes, of course, yes, mm. the couple should continue to be busy. Okay. But then we need to understand that there are different levels right. and um, um, we, we, need, we need to do them. Okay. Uh, we, need to, we need to go through that ladder. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned that we may be giving you medications for a particular symptom and so on and so forth. We may be doing a whole range of things, none of which are surgical in nature. Yes. But be, will be effective in managing the movement or the, the progress towards the attainment of the goal set for the particular <laughs> women. Yes. So I've set some goals with you clinically and I do not need to depend on surgical interventions for some of them. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So, so let, let's, take, let's take, for example, um, the ones having excessive menstrual bleeding mm -hmm. and that is causing anemia, um, we could use uh, medications to uh, reduce the flow of blood during the menses and okay. also to build up her, her blood level. She may not be interested in pregnancy at that time. Okay. And maybe her plan for pregnancy is five years from now. Right. So, so instead of removing them now mm -hmm. and then having them re new ones grow within that five-year period, you can delay the, the time when surgical intervention may be necessary okay. and push it closer to the time when she uh, plans to have her children. Okay. And so you can then just manage the bleeding using medications or hormonally active IUD or things like that. Okay, right. This one is from Zet in Aquetiman. Great topic as always. And uh, Zet chooses to call me Borte by nature. I receive it. <laughs> Kindly ask doctor if I should worry about my concern. So after the birth of my second child about seven years ago, I was told I had a little fibroid, but I should not worry because after that birth is really insignificant. So, uh, well, I went back again to check and I was told it was growing because of my pregnancy. I really don't feel anything with some of the symptoms doctor mentioned, I flow normally even with the IUD I have in me. Uh, thanks so much. But you are invited to my, is it fufu with chicken light soup? Okay, all right. Any comments on that, doc? Yes, I think this this is great. So so obviously she she's managing this according to her need okay. and according to what is going on with her. Right. She even has an IUD in okay. place. Okay. Um, um, which which um, um, she she needs, and so for her, it's 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 a, a, a one year follow up okay. to see what's going on. Is the IED being pushed aside by the fibroid, or is it still fine? Okay, is the fibroid growing, um, giving her symptoms, and so just a year's review is all that she needs at okay. this point. All right, T. Yeah, so That's nice example. Yeah, right. Doc and I will come for the. Uh, Fufu and chicken, chicken light, light soup. soup. People, people, I thought we were all on a haircut. It's, it's happening for some people. Okay, uh, I have fibroids and pl was pl uh, was placed on Zoladex 10.8, so not menstruating currently. Are there any side effects? Not to if you are not menstruating for four months. I'm 45. No pregnancy needed. Uh, this is Ajo Mansa. Right. So again, you, you see the need of the woman right. is clear. Okay. And the doctor here, excellent uh, work done. He has looked at what is, is going on. Mm -hmm. He's given her medication, which just addresses the size and the symptoms okay. temporarily. She's at 45. She may be going towards menopause. So okay. he's hoping that he'll be able to solve the problems temporarily. Right. And she'll get to a point where she does not need the medication anymore. Okay. She also does not need uh, um, pregnancy at this point right and so it's being managed in this very simple way okay and uh, but her question was is there a problem if i if i don't have my menses for four months in this right. case she's on a medication 
which will postpone her menses for three, four, five, six months probably. So it should be expected that if she's on this medication at this dosage, uh, this should be normal for her as a side effect of the medication. Okay. I love the fertility eh? and uh, the the conception on our WhatsApp uh, line. eh? Lots of... uh, Uh, questions that are giving yeah. birth to other issues. That's why we're here this and every Sunday, 205. If you have a question or concern, 055-1111-997. That's where all the uh, fertilization is going on. If you want to do it directly, then the phone line is 030-221-6541. Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, uh, my partner in studio not in crime is dr michael mccarthy he's the ceo and consultant obstetrician gynecologist at the sinal specialist family hospital right and they do much more 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 than fibroids but he's our guest today your guest today so send your questions or hit the buttons and make a call and ask him Oh, don't worry, Zet. Uh, she said typo, typo, typo. She made me botte by nature. I know some people start using it. That's how they are. They'll forget everything we discussed, but they'll remember that. All right. So coming back to the business. So we've got this range of things. And like, um, was it Ajua's example? Uh, the intervention is tuned to my needs, my requirements. So she's been put on medication and she's it's fine. She's fine, yeah. But more importantly... Her doctor is also monitoring what's going yes. on with the fibroid. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. He hasn't forgotten. He knows your history. He knows your plan. That's right. And he's monitoring. Okay. So stick and stay with him, your doctor and your provider. What's next, doc? We haven't really gotten... Right. So so we've that. demonstrated maybe the first line of the uh, management, which okay. is just wait. Um, second line is um, put on medications either to um, reduce symptoms, okay. reduce size, uh, address pain, address uh, bleeding. Okay. Um, then the next level of treatments are surgical interventions, okay. of which there are different forms of mm-hmm. surgical intervention. Um, so the major bigger forms of surgical intervention are either myomectomy or removing only the fibroids okay. or a hysterectomy, um, removing the entire uterus or womb. Okay. And each of these have different ways they are done. Some are open surgeries, okay. um, which have an incision in the abdomen like uh, a caesarean uh, section type okay. of scar. We yeah. use that because a lot of people know how that, know that looks point. like. Yeah. Or it could be by laparoscopy where little cuts are done and instruments are used. Okay. Um, or if the mass is coming out through the vagina, the myomectomy can be done in that way okay. through, through that route as well without having to have a cut anywhere in the abdomen. Okay. Doc, um, before we go further on this, with your permission, I haven't heard you directly talk of speak of or mention any intervention before we get to surgical that is designed or claims to be shrinking the fibroid we hear a lot of that okay i'm not going to take it out i i will shrink it right and we hear a lot of claims okay sometimes by people without your requisite qualifications is there any line of intervention where the client may be told that an intervention is designed or a medication is designed to shrink the fibroid and therefore address the 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 problems it's causing all right so so generally um there are no medications that will permanently uh, shrink these fibroids okay we know that sometimes during pregnancy they undergo degeneration also by the time you check on the fibroids after the pregnancy you realize that these fibroids are no more active and they are no more growing so that's one group okay but we don't have medications that will actually shrink these fibroids on a permanent basis we okay. do have some medications that will temporarily shrink the fibroids like the woman who said she didn't have a period right uh, because she was on a certain medication that's okay. exactly what that medication does it will shrink everything down to a much smaller size okay. and we use those medications getting to menopause mm-hmm. or uh, for people who are preparing for surgery okay maybe the mass is quite large 
Okay. And so you would not want to have a very large incision at surgery. And so you give those medications to shrink the mass. Okay. And then you can use a smaller incision or cut to do that surgery. Okay. Or they are bleeding a lot and you cannot get their blood level to go up without a blood transfusion. Okay. And so you'd want to give those medications to reduce the symptom of bleeding and size. Okay. And then you can build up the blood level to a, a, a good level, safe level for the surgery. And then you go ahead with the surgery because as soon as you stop the medications, Right. Um, and you can't give them for very long, just a few months. So it's really a suppression. It just, it's a suppression kind right. of that shrinks the fibers, okay. but but in a suppressive way okay. for a shorter period. I won't give you what you need to grow. Exactly. And therefore. And, and, and so then you can then go ahead with your surgery and then you've moved the fibers and so you don't need to give that medication okay. again. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some tablets, um, not in Ghana yet, but licensed in Europe which can be taken orally but also for a limited period of time mm-hmm. which can reduce symptoms of bleeding and, and pain and so on because they help to shrink the fibers okay. but again temporarily and and these medications do not um improve your fertility okay. because the fibers are still there and whilst you are taking them they will also not allow you to get pregnant okay. and so that becomes um a, a, a solution an interim solution right. it's part whilst of... you are looking for that right. permanent solution yes. okay i hope that is understood and because uh, again uh, i can't speak for uh, herbalists right but we hear of many people drinking something saying it comes from here or there and it is alternative this or something something puffy and therefore I don't need a surgical intervention and I'm on this thing. I go every couple of weeks to take this thing or concoction and it's supposedly shrinking my fibroids. I, I have I have a few patients who have um, come over with, you know, saying that we've taken this medication and so on. Okay. However, I have not had anyone proven that the fibroids are actually becoming smaller. Okay. Um, when I measure them before and when I measure them when they come back, you don't get that reduction in size that okay. one is looking for. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm also looking for that medicine. When you find it, <laughs> you should let me know because I think that will be a great solution. Right. Because, because if you can have a solution without surgery, I think that's, that's a good thing if, okay. if it can solve the problem and help us to achieve our goal. Okay. But so far... Uh, I have not um, been shown any proper proof that uh, we can actually shrink these fibroids using um, these medications, okay. as some people say. Um, but we are we are always open to new things and, and right. better solutions. So okay. if they are there, we would like to know, but okay. we have not seen them yet. All right. We are of the scientific model. Uh, so if it is scientifically efficient in doing something, it must be replicable. And it must be replicable across uh, cases. And Doc says he's not aware of any such uh, proven uh, medication or concoction. This is from Dede in Maryland. She says, I thought fibroids thrive on blood supply. As such, during menopause, the fibroid shrinks due to lack of blood supply. But I heard Doc saying hormones rather. Some of the interventions are cutting off blood supply. Right, she's uh, putting forward what she knows or has heard and uh, putting that against what uh, with, we mentioned, the, the, the activity of the hormones. Any comment? Well, yes, uh, um, that's a critical thinker. Okay. She is thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is putting uh, the facts together to All see right. what's going on. Okay. And so the hormones will and work to reduce the blood supply as well. Mm-hmm. And so you realize that the blood supply to the uterus is much less um, during menopause okay. than um, earlier on. And so, yes, yeah, so there is that whole progression. The hormones are increasing the blood supply and so on. So okay. you could say blood supply, you could say hormones, right. but they are all part of the, the things that are process. working in the okay. process. Yes. All right. Thanks for sharing that, Dede. 46 minutes past year of two. We want to quickly get back to the surgical intervention and understand them. Uh, and an HSG indicated a bilateral blockage. A scan showed a fibroid. Now, this person lists them in point order. Is the fibroid the cause of the blockage? Two, can I ever have children? I'm now 45 years old. If the fibroid shrinks after 45, is it necessary for me to have them removed 
And are these herbal remedies useful? We've given our take on uh, those ones. Ajua and Kofredia sends this. Right. Um, this is really academic question number yes, one to number, number one, four. Number one to four. <laughs> and HSG, that is a histrosalpingogram. It's a test um, where a, a dye is passed through the uterus and okay. then an x-ray is done. Mm -hmm. And so you see on the x-ray whether what the shape of the uterus is, what the shape of the internal, internal cavity is, okay. and whether the dye is passing through the fallopian tubes. Mm -hmm. And according to her, it showed that there was blockage, blockage of her tubes. Right. And so it could be that her tubes are not working. Okay. And that is why um, it appeared in this manner. And she says an ultrasound scan also showed a uterine fibroid. Actually, the HSG can show some defects in the cavity if there are fibroids in there. Okay. A little technical, but maybe we shouldn't go into that. Um, but she's asking, can the fibroids be the cause of the blockage? Usually, um, the fibroids do not block the fallopian tubes. Okay. They are more smooth and they they, they, they can distend the fallopian tube. They can pull it in a particular direction or, or okay. push it aside. But they generally do not block the fallopian tubes okay. themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that is not likely to be the cause of the blockage in her case. Okay. She says, can I ever have children? I'm 45. Um, we, we know that uh, um, uh, pregnancy rates after 40 are much lower than before. Mm -hmm. And definitely after 45, it's not very common to find somebody getting naturally pregnant after 45, okay. though but possible. You may need some assistance. But then with mm -hmm. assistance, mm -hmm. we're now having a lot of women who are um, 40 years plus who are getting pregnant okay. through assisted reproduction, IVF, okay. and so on. And right. so that could be a possibility. If fibroids shrink after 45, is it necessary to have them removed? It depends. So if she now wants to have an IVF procedure mm -hmm. and she has large fibroids, and even though they are shrinking and they are significant, she will still have to have them removed if she wants an IVF procedure. Okay. However, maybe she doesn't want to have that. And mm -hmm. if there are no more giving symptoms, then there is no need to remove them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Adjua in uh, And then the herbal question. So right. are these herbal remedies useful? I don't know which one she's referring to, but I have not found any herbal medicines that are actually reducing the size of uterine fibroids okay. or melting or shrinking them so far in my practice. And I am, for now, I have not found them useful. Okay, great stuff. 49 minutes past year of two. Enjoy 99.7 FM Ultimate Health, your ultimate guide to healthy living. We're speaking to Dr. Michael McCarthy about fibroids. Good afternoon, Dr. McCarthy. I'd like to know how soon after a myomectomy one can start with assisted reproductive treatment in line with fertility and conception. So the goal is there. I've had a myomectomy or a removal. Uh, do I have to wait for a while? After three months, yeah. After three months is the answer? Yes, okay. three months. Why, why, why after three months? Well, so we use that as an arbitrary ca uh, cutoff to okay. say that, okay, so after this type of surgery, you wait for three months before mm -hmm. um, you start trying to get pregnant. And you know that uh, getting pregnant is usually a process and in the IVF uh, line also. Okay. And so that's, that takes some time. Because you want the uterus to heal okay. and all these um, scars to form right. very well so that uterus will be strong enough to okay. carry a pregnancy. All right, three months and beyond, you should be. Yes. All right. Good afternoon, Joy FM. Please, the people of Darwenia have been sleeping without light for the past two days. We cannot top up our meters. Please tell ECG to wake up. ECG, wake up. Right? Done. Right. Okay. Thanks for sending that. I guess that's also uh, serious business we need to talk about. Okay, great stuff. So let's quickly come back uh, to the business, you know, about surgeries, no? Please get to the bottom of this act. Okay, that's not for us. Maybe sometimes some of uh, Samson's legal questions filter through here, straight through here. Right, so Doc, we mentioned you can have an open surgery to remove. You can have some of these uh, small incisions with all the fancy gizmos that you guys have, right? Um, that is surgical intervention that is yes. surgical removal of the fibroid yes okay yes so can we just talk quickly about the two yes so so i, th I think that we we need to understand the two that there yeah. is there is the myomectomy type mm -hmm. or group let me say <laughs> and then there is a hysterectomy, hysterectomy where yeah. we are removing the entire womb so it depends on what the the the, the woman has mm -hmm. as her goal mm -hmm. if she does not need the womb anymore right because maybe she's completed her family or or 
for whatever reason, okay. um, then the most definitive treatment of uterine fibroids is to remove the womb okay. because that is where the fibroids come from. Right. And so once you remove that, there's not going to be any recurrence. They are not going to grow again okay. and so on. And so removal, complete removal of the womb. Right. For those who still want to retain their uterus for reasons of pregnancy or other reasons, we will then do myomectomy, which is removing the fibers out of the womb, so okay. to speak. Right. Taking them out of the womb. Okay. And um, repairing the uterus, putting it back together mm-hmm. so that it can then have uh, its normal function as close to normal as possible. Right. And each of these procedures can be done in various ways. Mm. They could be open surgery, they could be laparoscopic surgery, they could be vaginal surgery. Okay. And, 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 um, most people don't don't know about vaginal surgery. Maybe we'll talk right. a little bit about that okay. because that is a very interesting way of doing surgery okay. where the entire uh, uterus is removed through the vagina. Mm-hmm. And so there is no cut in the abdomen. All right. And so at the end of the day, you don't actually have a scar on the outside. It's okay. a scar on the inside. Okay. And recovery is much quicker and so on. And maybe that's, that's the true non-invasive way of doing surgery. Right. In a so way. there are different ways of... Removing of removing the fibroids. Depending on where they are located, what we want to achieve, um, what would be the best way to, to address it, and, and, and so on. Okay. There is also a less invasive method called hysteroscopy, okay. where we go through the uterine cervix mm-hmm. and remove fibers that are in the cavity of the uterus only. Okay. And this also does not involve any cuts on the body, and so it's, it's much easier to address. Okay. can be used for smaller fibers that are very close to the inside. Uh, part of the uterus it can okay. also help in enhancing fertility right we're yeah. we're uh, uh, commencing descent we want to yes touch down but doc removal of the uterus hysterectomy yes right there's partial and there's is it total yes right with or without the ovaries or can you just touch right on so that? yeah yes so, so removal of the uterus mm-hmm. can be done removing the uterus without ovaries or you could also remove the ovaries at the same time okay it depends on the age of the person Mm -hmm. Uh, if the person is older you would want to remove the ovaries as well if the woman is younger less than 45 50 you'd want to keep the the ovaries because the ovaries still have some function they still release some hormones okay make your skin your hair fresh all right um, and sexual activity and so on okay and so you'd want to leave the ovaries Mm -hmm. but when you're older past 50 then we would consider removing the ovaries um, as well because of risk of diseases of the ovary like ovarian cancer and cysts and so on okay and so that would be the deciding factor. There's the other part of total or, or, or subtotal, as we would call it, okay. where we could remove the entire uterus, that is uterus, the cervix, and every part, mm. maybe more, te- more technical, right. or part of the uterus where um, the cervix is left behind. Okay. And they have the different advantages, disadvantages, technical reasons, and so on. Okay. Yes. I'm looking at you. In one, so, 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 so for the woman who has a hysterectomy, Yes. Right. Or a total hysterectomy. Uh, it's addressing a specific clinical presentation or yes. problem. But afterwards, post the intervention or post surgery, is she still. Women ask me as a psychologist, am I still a woman? Will I still feel like a woman? And so on and so forth. They have some misconceptions. Uh, so, what is my status after a hysterectomy? What well, is, you're you're what still is, a woman. What is missing? You're, you're still a woman. Right. It's, 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 I mean, Nota, will you say that if somebody has lost an arm, mm-hmm. he ceases to be a person? Okay. You're still a person, but right. maybe a part of the body is okay. gone. Right. Or you had an issue, you had an ectopic pregnancy, mm-hmm. and one fallopian tube was removed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you're you are, you are, you are still the person, though okay. some part has been, has been taken out or... If you've had a problem where you had to remove your kidney, mm-hmm. one kidney was taken out. You're still you're still a person. You're okay. still you're still that same person actually. Right. No monthly. Um, if you're called monthly, Michael, you're still called Michael. Right. You no know. monthly cycle. But then certain things will change. Yeah. You know, depending on what part of your body was removed. In this mm. case, it's a uterus, and it's more. It, it has to do with fertility, so it looks more sensitive mm-hmm. in terms of psychologically. Right. And so people think that oh, what's going on with me? Mm-hmm. Um, but partially, it also has to do with hormones. So, so, and that's why we have to be careful uh, when we are removing the ovaries and when we are not removing the ovaries because okay. it's the ovaries that give the hormones. Mm. And that's why we are saying that when they're younger, we leave the ovaries behind. Okay. 
And so you don't have so many um, of the challenges of menopause happening at the younger age. But if somebody has already gone through menopause, mm-hmm. then removing the ovaries will not cause so much change right. in her psychology and how she feels and okay. how she thinks. Right. Um, but this brings us to the fact that if if one is undergoing a hysterectomy, some counseling to is needed. Yes. Yeah. Why are you doing hysterectomy? Right. Do I even agree that hysterectomy should be done? Mm-hmm. Um, how does one think about it? Mm-hmm. And so the pre-counseling, pre-op counseling is right. quite important. And okay. even post-op counseling right. quite important. Okay. But you definitely are still a woman. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, this comes from the lady who gave us the AS, uh, HSG point-by-point uh, point the bilateral blockage, right? She says, great response, thank you, but is the waist pain that I experience after my periods a result of the fibroid? Not likely. Mm. Um, There's so many causes of waist pain, and I don't think the causes of uh, fibroid is the main cause of waist pain. Right. I think that there are probably many causes, poor posture, excessive weight, mm-hmm. um, problems with the spine, mm-hmm. um, muscle spasms, and so on, are probably more um, 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 current problems right. that are causing waist pain rather than uterine fibroids. Yes, okay. if you have a very large fibroid or you have a fibroid that is maybe located through the, close to the spine or something, yes, mm-hmm. then you may have some pain, but that's not the major feature. Okay of um, uterine fibroids. I find that uh, we tend to uh, blame all our symptoms on uterine fibroids mm-hmm. um, rather than trying to look for um, what the real cause right. is, you okay. know. And so it's not surprising. Okay. Uh, but but this is not most likely not the cause not of her back cause. pain. Okay. And we should find a reason for her back pain. All right. Great stuff. Any remedies or solutions aside surgery, please, for the same woman? For the back pain, back pain is not usually addressed with surgery. Okay. Back pain, you won't find out what it is. It could be massage. It could be change of posture. It could be um, other spinal interventions. And I think a proper diagnosis should be made. Yeah. Okay. Uh, someone here is asking, what is cocoa? We did that with... Uh, Ooh, doctor, why have I forgotten his name now? Uh, yeah, but piles, okay, right? So that's what Coco is. Uh, we did that a couple of uh, weeks back or months back. If you check our uh, uh, podcast and stuff, it should be available there. So, Doc, we've, we've gone through the whole range. And um, you suggest to us that this is done in consultation with the woman. So all her fears, anxieties... Uh, will be addressed or should be addressed before any intervention. From the way you speak, definitely you're giving a lot of information, you're explaining to the woman.